really got to try on that left-hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome once again to the Scrum of the Earth podcast, the weekly show that brings you news, reviews, great interviews, and so much more all about the world of rugby. I'm your host, David Lawrence. I'm an American rugby fan who follows the game wherever I can find it all over the globe. If you'd like to get in touch, I would love to hear from, uh, from you. I'm on Twitter at of Scrum or X, whatever they're calling it. I'm on Instagram at the Scrum of the Earth podcast. And you can always just drop me a good old-fashioned email at the Scrum of the Earth at gmail.com. So as you have no doubt, Surmised by now, this is not your regular weekly episode, but as promised long ago, is a special bonus episode. And I am thrilled to introduce a new guest, HSBC 7's Rookie of the Year nominee, Premier 7's and USA Superstar, the incredible Sammy Sullivan. Sammy, how the heck are you? I am so good. Uh, Still here in San Diego, training with the team. Uh, We do have Hurricane Hillary coming through right now. I've heard. Um, is it, has it has it landed? It has landed slightly. It's raining, but I guess it's down to a category one now, so it shouldn't be too oh. bad. Yeah, so oh, Southern California can can relax a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but good. Well, my listeners will know we had planned to connect several months ago now, uh, but there was a bit of an issue on my end. So my entire neighborhood lost power for like it, it, it happened just about two hours before we were supposed to meet. So I was entirely without the Internet. It was like the dark ages. Can you imagine being without Wi-Fi for like nine straight hours? I can't, uh, seeing as I'm a certified iPad kid. So I'm on YouTube <laughs> and TikTok pretty much 24 seven. Uh, that would be hard for me. Well, I ended up talking to a, a police officer uh, who was sort of at the scene. He told me that someone had driven into a telephone pole, which had fallen down and taken out another one with it, thus tearing down a bunch of power lines. So, And uh, the the cop was pretty shocked to tell me that the driver was, A, totally fine, and B, not intoxicated in any way. Sammy, please tell me that wasn't you just trying to skip out on our little chat that day. I mean, I can't confirm or deny my whereabouts that day. Um, not sure I was, I was camera ready that day, so not sure, but I'm glad everyone's all right. Well, uh, back in April when we were trying to connect, actually, I actually saw you at a Free Jacks match where you were sort of representing the army during the halftime and doing a, a push-up challenge. How did that all come about? Right. So for people who don't know, I'm on the national team full-time, but I'm actually an active duty um, engineer officer in the army. And I was able to join the world-class athlete program, which is a program that allows soldiers to compete uh, in the Olympics, which is an amazing program. Um, And on top of obviously training and competing in our sports, we do a lot of outreach around the country, working with different um, recruiting stations Um, So that was actually with the New England Recruiting Battalion. Um, We got together and kind of planned for a high school clinic before that game. So we got to connect with a lot of young rugby players in the area, uh, us and the Free Jacks. Um, So that was amazing. And then they allowed us to also be a part of the game, obviously with the halftime show. And we had recruiters walking around 
Um, so yeah, it was an awesome experience. It was my first time going to a free Jacks game. Um, oh, wow. all the players were awesome. The stadium was really cool. I was, I wasn't expecting it to be that vibey of a stadium, I suppose. Yeah. Um, just cause when we were driving there, it's like, Oh, this is kind of far out of Boston. Like wonder where we're going, <laughs> but no, it was great location, great people. And obviously a great game. So. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I am a founding member and a season ticket holder, so I'm there every week, and uh, it is a phenomenal experience. Uh, I did notice they got your name wrong on, on the PA system during that. Yeah. I was like, I don't know who they just said, but that's definitely Sammy Sullivan down there. Yeah, it, it, they called me like Sammy Smith, and I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to roll with this. But <laughs> it's all right. Everyone gets a little nervous sometimes, so I'm it's sure true. he was just nervous. Well, you've already mentioned it, so it, it it was obvious to me the Army is a pretty big part of your life. Um, I saw a post uh, sort of featuring your promotion to, I think it was first lieutenant, but that was from quite a while ago. So, you know, what is your current status? You just mentioned you, you, you're in the with the engineers, is that right? Right. So I am still a first lieutenant. Um, and the nice thing about being in the world-class athlete program is you're still on your same promotional track. So I should promote to captain knock on wood next year <laughs> nice. um, which would be cool I don't know if your listeners will remember Casey McCravey um, but she was also part of the world-class athlete program and she promoted to captain while she was here with the team so I'm excited wow. for when that comes do a whole little ceremony with the team um, and it should be pretty awesome that is very cool um, I, I think your dad also served and also played rugby am I right about that he did and he did. Um, my dad played rugby in college and then actually in the army also. Back in the day, all the different posts used to have teams, so they oh. would have competitions. Not so much anymore, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so he he played, but I didn't really know much about it um, until I was looking into going to West Point. And I wanted to play soccer, but uh, wasn't good enough to be on the West Point soccer team. And I'd seen they had a rugby team. My dad was like, oh, yeah, I played that sport. Like, you're you're definitely aggressive enough for that sport. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he was a Green Beret the majority of his career. So he's an absolute badass. Um, wow. But he actually is now retiring finally um and he's going to work with a veteran owned charity so nice is that going to give him some time to sort of follow you on your exploits around the world as well yeah i don't think so much this year um just because i think my parents are saving up for hopefully going to paris and watching me nice um but yeah definitely i think they'll try and make it out for la and maybe vancouver but well, the, the reason I've asked you here today is obviously so we can talk about your dog, Bailey. That is one cute pooch. <laughs> Bailey is my whole world, my life. That's my daughter. I love her so much. I told myself is... growing up, like, whenever I was finally out of college, that was going to be my first adult thing, was I was going to get a dog. And Bailey has been the best first dog ever, so she's great. Uh so she's hiding somewhere in the background right now? 
Yeah, she's inside. She woke me up at like 6 a.m. I think she sensed the rain coming. So she was like, we're going on a walk now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she's probably still sleeping, but. That is a seriously cute pooch. And, um, I, of course, came across her just sort of scrolling through your Instagram. And when, when somebody does that, I think the overall impression is you're just leading a blessed life right now. Like I see you at Disney World. I see you in Toulouse. I see you in a multitude of these beautiful places interspersed with pics showing us how damn hard you work out on the rugby pitch. It's kind of awesome. Um, you know, normally if you're talking to somebody and, and, you, and they say, oh, I'm living the dream, they're probably being sarcastic. But in your case, is that actually true? It is definitely actually true. I do feel like I'm living the dream. Um, getting to live in Southern California. I'm, I have an amazing boyfriend I met out here, obviously. And my parents obviously blessed us growing up with a great life. My dad being the army, we got to move around to all types of amazing places. So I kept kind of that trend going when I joined and I've been able to go to amazing places through the army. Um, and it's led me to be on the national team. So I couldn't be more blessed in my life, I think, right now. So and this is a little weird to ask, but I think I saw signs of this. It also looks like you just might be a little bit of a nerd. There, there's a great post from New Zealand where you said something like, when you're here, you got to visit the Shire and you clearly went to check out the Hobbit holes. And then there's a whole series when it's like a Star Wars post where you're, you're sort of made up like Ray, and you have a whole force battle. Is this a side of you that people don't suspect? Uh, I'm sure it's a side people don't suspect, but it's a huge side of me. I grew up in a Star Wars family, and so I'm, I love Star Wars. I love all things Disney and nostalgia, Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, big Twilight fan also. Oh, I know. Um, nice. Yeah, I Hunger Games, all that kind of stuff. Like, I yeah, huge nerd. I love it. You're speaking my language. So it has been a while now, um, but I wanted to talk about the HSBC Sevens series, uh, which was just incredible. I've, I've only been following the Sevens for a couple of years now, and I just love it. Um, this last World Series was a huge success for the USA and for you personally. The Eagles finished third, only beaten out by perennial world leaders New Zealand and Australia. In the final round, you beat a pretty heavily favored Australian team in the semifinals and did so pretty convincingly for me. Like, what was that moment like when you realized we're going to a championship final? We're beating the Aussies right now. We legitimately have a shot at toppling the Kiwis. Can you even describe, like, what that moment was like for you? That moment was pretty surreal for me. Um... That game specifically, I thought we were very, just very honed in on defense. Usually when we play Australia and New Zealand, there's always kind of a point in the game for me personally, where it's kind of like, a, I don't know what's going on or where the ball is. Like <laughs> they're that good with their running lines and they're all shifty and they have, you know, great framework, both of those teams, but in that game with Australia, I felt we were pretty in control on defense. And then I ended up getting taken out with like two or three minutes left in the game. Um, Cause I had kind of bumped my head a little bit, but mm -hmm. don't tell anyone cause I didn't do any concussion protocol. No, it's okay. I did bump my head a little bit, but 
Um, so I got taken out. Summer Harris Jones got put in for me, and I was on the wing. And I I think my favorite try of the whole series was that buzzer beater game winning try where it was just simple hands out to Naya but Summer had to literally face palm someone in the face offloaded the ball to Doyle and then she got it out to Naya and Naya ran from try zone to try zone I remember if if you know Naya it's she's someone who's obviously such an attacking threat so fast so powerful but she hasn't also always been a 14-minute player. Mm. And for her to have played all 14 minutes of that game and not only dust Faith on the edge, but also the strength to still get the ball down when someone like Maddie is pushing. Like, she is really good at that tri-zone defense. That was like – I just was filled with so much pride for her that – the work ethic and the sheer grit that that took I just started crying I'm already a big crier but I was just sitting uh, on the bench I got up jumped up and just started crying because I was just so proud of Naya and our just our whole team's effort um for that try but yeah it was awesome I was it's funny because you don't usually associate the sevens game with great defense. It's just kind of, it just doesn't happen that often, but you bring that edge. You personally, like there's a lot of times there was a great play where I was watching and I had my son with me and I was like, watch this, watch this. And there's a scene where in the replay, you see you sort of coming into the shot and it looks like you're going twice as fast as the ball carrier. And you just come from behind to, to bat the ball out when it should have been a try. And I had, of course, been telling my son about you ahead of time. And he's like, is that Sammy? Is that Sammy? Oh, my gosh. So your appeal has now extended to seven-year-old boys as well. Oh, that's awesome. I appreciate that. <laughs> So that that series, I, I went back through the different rounds and the results. Um, it, it was right off the bat that the USA started firing. It was, it was way back last December. You claimed bronze by beating a very good France team. Bronze again in Cape Town as you beat Ireland. Though, to be fair, it was a bit of a nightmare for Ireland. Um, are you friends with any of those players? Have you talked to them about the sort of negative space they seem to be in right now? I haven't talked with many of them personally about it I know they had a lot of issues obviously with coaching um, changes and if anything the fact that they basically had a coaching staff change like midway through the season and we're still consistently seeing like top four um, top five spots and automatically qualified like that's something to be really proud of for them yeah Um, and the, it looked like the, they weren't going to qualify for a while there, but they no. Did. And the the energy, the sheer energy coming from them in Toulouse when they won, just the the celebrations with the crowd, with their yep. fans, and in the locker room was oh, it was it was amazing. So I'm really I'm really proud of those girls for going through such a tumultuous, you know, culture change and coaching change. But yeah, there. It showed a ton of grit by them, I thought. It did. Um, So in Hamilton, you made it to the final and lost to a New Zealand team that seemed utterly unstoppable in sevens and fifteens. I mean, is there even a recipe out there that somebody could just kind of utilize to somehow shut them down? 
there definitely is it exists they're they're people just like we are but <laughs> for me personally playing New Zealand we didn't get to play them as much as we did Australia and mm. I think if you know since you're following the series like you saw we started to kind of unlock Australia yep. you know you, you get a couple shots at a team you understand them and it gets less intimidating but with New Zealand like we see them in the, you know, we saw them in Dubai, we saw them in Hamilton, and then we saw them in Toulouse, and I think that's it. So mm -hmm. it's hard to unlock a team that you don't get to play against. That's fair. But with the new structure this year, I'm sure we'll see them more. Um, and I think we're we're making steps now to really work towards how do we unlock New Zealand like how do we consistently beat Australia how do we consistently beat New Zealand so we're we're going for gold this year that is our goal so. Australia are a ton of fun to watch too there's something about them they're just their vibe is next level yeah and they're all they're all really great girls too um so it's it's definitely fun playing them not when they're beating us by like 30 but <laughs> they, they are they're very communicative team like they communicate mm. really well and you just see like they they have fun playing like you see the smiles on their faces yeah <laughs> at least for me and i know a couple of my teammates were running to the tri zone just like sheer pain and you know on our face just like grimacing and they're just like yeah, another try. Woo. So, <laughs> I, think that's a, I think that is a big part of their vibe. It's it just it's infectious too. Um, over in Sydney, France got a little bit of revenge to beat you in the semis, but it was you again in Vancouver to beat them for that bronze. And I'm, so I'm curious, after three bronze medals and a silver, what does the talk start to get like in the locker room? Is the talk like, hey, we're meddling every single round, we're doing awesome, or is it more like we need to get that gold? It's more like we need to get that gold because when you're consistently on the podium, especially coming from Doyle, Naya, like M, they, they're seeing us on the podium. And when we win, when we lose those semifinal games against Australia or that semifinal game in Sydney against France, like we know we're better than that. We know we can beat them. So it kind of starts to become, okay, we we need to elevate at this point, um, which I think, you know, we had a bit of a dip in Hong Kong, but I think going into Toulouse, there was kind of like a nothing to lose mentality because mm. we had already qualified and kind of like a why, why not us? Like, we know we can do this. And I think that's what led to that. You know, we only lost to New Zealand by, I think, like five points. Yep. So it the the narrow the margin is narrowing um so yeah i think the message after that was to elevate you could have made special team t-shirts for that trip just ha say nothing to lose oh oh would have been perfect <laughs> um uh, i'll be here next year if you, awesome. need, if you need any merchandising uh tips oh um, yeah definitely so you are, it's funny, you served this one up over the plate perfectly for me, because um, you told me ahead of time that you weren't going to be able to make the Hong Kong trip, and I couldn't help notice. It was the USA's worst result out of the entire series. I mean, we can fill in the blanks, right? Oh, no. I, I think <laughs> I think it was part 
to do with both myself and Lo not being there. And but what I think more so it was an opportunity for the team to try out different combinations that we hadn't necessarily mm. been trying out all year. Um and I I think despite that, like that team still could have gone to third place. There's just I, I think a couple of times where like things didn't go in our favor. And then just like us, all the other teams on the series are constantly adapting and coming up with new pictures. Mm. And we saw different things from Canada than we've seen in the past. We saw different like Fiji's pretty consistent team with how they play, but they'll still surprise you. So mm. I think a combination of like people people in different positions that they're not quite used to playing, people, you know, having to step up um to fill the shoes of like low, obviously not being a it, it was tough. But I I think even despite that, like had I not been in Toulouse, I they still would have gotten second. Like I'm so convinced of that. Cause it's not like I was I didn't score like 700 tries in Toulouse. I scored like two. <laughs> You were busy stopping other people from scoring tries. Oh, something like that. But yeah, (laughs) I, I, I really do believe like it was kind of like a wake up call that we needed. So, so, I mean, obviously just kidding. It's not a one person game. And especially with this team, it's always like a full team effort. I've read things about how close this team is and I guess sort of how empowered you are as a unit. I mean, why am I telling you, can you, can you tell us what being in that squad is really like? Being in this squad is unlike any team I've been on before and not just because we're at this level, but because genuinely I, I've never been on a team where everyone gets along so Mm. well. And I think it has, we have so many different personalities, but I think it has a lot to do with how bought in everyone is to the common goal and to our values, to our culture. Um, So being on this team is amazing. Like, like I said, like Kayla, I've met my best friend on this team. Um, I consider these, these women like my sister's. So it's it is it's the best feeling ever to go to work every day with people you you love like you genuinely love as family. So it, it comes awesome. across as as a viewer. It, it really comes across. It 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 just you can see the bond out there happening in front of your eyes. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Like there's the the athleticism, but then the togetherness as a team representing the nation. Like there's something special about it for sure. Oh yeah, it it's amazing and. Uh, specifically for me you know I got into rugby in 2016 and and I've been watching a lot of girls I play with now on YouTube or what have you just thinking like wow to be in their shoes one day and to not only be in their shoes but get to be alongside them is yeah like you said a, a dream come true living the dream so it's awesome so we already mentioned it. it. It was the final in Toulouse, looking to right the wrong of earlier in the series, but just, just fell short. I mean, I just wonder, like you already mentioned a five-point loss. It was 14 to 19 at the end. The, what is the feeling right then? I, I, I can picture it being so devastating because you were so close, but I can also just 
imagine you taking so much confidence away from it. Like, look, everyone, that's how close we are. It's a half step. We just need one extra thing. What, you know, what was the feeling in the moment? I think the overall feeling with the team was just hungry after that. Like, it was unfortunate that it was the last tournament because we all kind of left that game hungry for the next time we got that opportunity because we were so close. Mm. Yes, we were we were really disappointed, but it was also some of some of if not the best rugby we've played all year. So to reach a to reach a peak like that at the end of a long season is incredible. But b to to feel such you know hunger after a game like that, and you have to wait all summer basically to get back into it. Um, yeah, I think just hunger and anticipation set in. Um, and then it was just kind of like the long wait and much needed, well-earned rest um, to get yes. back to the preseason. <laughs> so I mentioned right at the top, you were a nominee for Rookie of the Year along with a couple of other players. They eventually gave that to Georgia Miller. Um, what was that process like? There seemed to be a lot of buzz around you. I, I mean, you're not watching the broadcast, but the comms were talking about you a lot. Um, was that a big disappointment or do you just not kind of think about those individual awards? I am a chronic non-believer in myself. So, and it's a blessing and a curse, obviously, because it makes me work really hard. Um, but yeah, to be, to be quite honest, I, I really wasn't thinking about it too much. Uh, you know, I've been watching Georgia play all year and she, she is such an amazing player. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I do know, like I can recognize I had great moments too, but she's just an all around playmaker. And to be that at such a young age, I think she's like 18, 19 is, is kind of like a once in a generation talent. So I, yeah, I kind of knew from the jump, like it was rigged if she didn't get it. Like, (laughs) so yeah, I wasn't, I was honored to be nominated honored to be nominated but the first time she came out kind of knew it was going to georgia but well well deserved the first game she appeared in that series the comms were like i don't know they're bringing the teenager on i don't know if this is going to work out and then she just blew everyone's doors off it was like oh okay we can stop talking about that now so uh, there was an award I didn't even know existed, just called the Fair Play Award, and it says, quote, the Fair Play Award is selected by the match officials and recognizes the team who showcase rugby's values of integrity. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I lost you there for just a yeah. second. Oh, um, you, you got me? Yeah, I think you're back there. Let's see. There we go. Um. I was just saying there was there, there's an award called the Fair Play Award that's given to the team that has, quote, the most integrity, passion, solidarity, solidarity, discipline, and respect. And the team that won that this year was Canada. Doesn't that feel like the most Canadian thing imaginable? It does feel like the most stereotypical Canadian thing imagine, imaginable. But I, I it's probably because we have such a, a good rivalry. I'm not yeah. sure I would have given it to Canada just based on us, <laughs> but I'm sure very, very fair play with the other teams. Maybe, maybe they just take a break against us, but <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, the other award winner I did want to mention was, of course, top try score 
Madison Levi, you already kind of alluded to her. She absolutely ran away with it, no pun intended. You saw her up close <laughs> and in person. 57 tries she got setting a new record, breaking the all-time one held by a Porsche Wonder Woodman. Um, what was it like being, you know, playing on the field with her? Um, you got me? Do you yes, have me? Back. Yep. Okay, sorry. I, I if I I'll go inside if it happens again. But um yeah, it was it was awesome. Um very intimidating for sure. Um she's so she's so tall, so strong, um, and obviously so fast. And I think a part of you the first couple of times going against her defensively one on one, you wanna give yourself as much you want to be like right up in her face almost but then mm. you're afraid she's gonna cut back inside you so it's like I'm she's so good that she kind of plays mind games you without even having to <laughs> she's Jedi mind tricking you just by standing there yes and yeah that you give her an inch like she's gone so well, it, our... it's humbling um I'll just get here. Let me go inside. Sorry. Okay. No, not at all. Um, of course, our USA team. We've got some pretty notable players as well. I mean, you've already mentioned Nia Tapper. We hear names like Alev Kelter all the time. Um, but who are some of the players like that we should be paying more attention to? Should be looking out for. Um, give us some names that aren't like household names yet, but will be maybe even next year. Hmm, not household names yet. I'd say I'd say one player, she's been she's been injured for a bit. Um, but Rachel Strasdis, I might not even be saying her last name right, but Rachel, um, she is someone at practice that she can just find gaps and find space like nobody else, like nobody's business. Like she's in the right place at the right time always and it's not luck like she sees the field so mm. well so i think you know the 2024 to 2028 quad like she's going to be a big force on the fields um someone that is kind of a household name but i don't think gets enough credit is kershey like the fact oh, that yeah. kersh didn't make you know, more dreams teams than she did. Like, I think she deserves to be on the dream team every time just because she's such a hard worker and like impossible to tackle. And she, you know, she does all the, the quiet work, the hard work, um, and then gets her rewards with tries, obviously. But yeah, someone I think honestly deserved to be on the all around dream team um, is Kirsch for the season. And then, oh, like yeah. As somebody who just sort of follows and watches, it does seem like women's rugby is in a better place now than it's ever been. And you've said yourself that you're fairly new to it, but you must have seen changes in attitudes around the sport. Um, can you tell us sort of your overall impressions of the state of the women's game right now? Um, do you feel a difference over just these past couple of years? Um, I definitely do. And I, and I think, you know, I might I might not have the best perspective on this obviously it just coming kind of from college and then club um, and it only being my second year on the series, but I'd say, you know, especially with this year, we have the same amount of stops 
um, there's there's virtually no difference now um, between the men's game and the women's game. Like I, I do remember trying to watch the women's tour stops in college and then and not being able to find it, but on some backdoor world rugby streaming website but you know you could find all the men's games like on youtube or what have you but it was it was next to impossible to find the women's games um and now they're streaming on peacock like they're in people you know people could watch it on their tv if they wanted to right now you could go back and watch all the games so i yeah there's definitely a difference and i think you know with the success of U.S. women's soccer, um, I think there's only more room for us to grow. And I think people are starting to see that there's no excuse anymore for, oh, women's games aren't just aren't as fun to watch. Like they they are people people do enjoy watching them. Um, so hopefully, you know, the, the main thing is corporations and the people with mm the big bucks start seeing that because that's how you really grow the game obviously so what when we start to see i think like equal pay between the teams um equal funding for different extracurricular tournaments um you know getting to go to these like friendly exhibition matches uh, then i think it'll, it'll only go up from there but definitely a huge improvement well, once again, you kind of teed it up perfectly for me, mentioning the uh, the equal pay, because since that World Series concluded that we're talking about, you've also gone and, and uh, this is how long ago we tried to get together. There's been an entire competition since then. You played for the uh, Pittsburgh Steel Toes in the Premier Sevens League. It's a, a fairly new, but a really exciting competition. You know, can you tell us about this league? It's a ton of fun to watch. What's it like to be a, a part of that? Uh PR sevens is awesome. Um, it's a great opportunity, especially for maybe people trying to break into international competition. Mm. Not even just for the US now. Uh, you've seen like they have New Zealand girls come over. There's Brazilians this year, a Jamaican girl, um, Canadians. There was a, a Polish girl, I believe, at one point. So it's going international, which is pretty That's awesome. Very cool. Um, and it's only elevating the game. And I think it's it's a really special opportunity for, you know, local like American men and women to get a chance to play with those international players, because um, it's it's hard after college to find high level rugby in America. It's just mm. a fact like you, people have seen like the WPL is losing funding, like teams are dropping out of the WPL. And, you know, there's there's club rugby, but, it, you know, depending on where you live, like it's kind of a hit or miss with club yeah. rugby. So the fact that PR7 is giving people an opportunity after college to still get to play high level rugby is really awesome. Um, and I and I enjoyed it. I, I had a pretty young team, so it was kind of nice to be like the old wise one on the <laughs> you're, you're the cagey veteran yes because i'm definitely on the younger side for usa so well it, um it was a pretty big deal when they announced that ruby tui was going to be joining the competition and then of course by the end she they had her in the booth doing comms and naturally she's better than everyone else at that too it's like thanks that's that's really fair 
yeah it's like New Zealand's oh you know they're just they're good at everything with rugby so no I was I was actually pretty intimidated when they announced that I obviously never saw her in competition because mm. I don't we the steel toes my team didn't go to the final and I don't think the retrievers did either yeah, it was it was exciting when they announced that. I, I'll be interested to see if we see her back on the national team this year. I do um, wonder, like, so during the the HSBC series, she was doing comms, and at one point, they got a, a, like they got a video of her before a game started, just out like pretend scoring tries and stuff, and, and she was like, "Ah, oh, I can't believe you took that video," and and they're like, "Looks like somebody wants to keep playing," and she was like. I think I need to get back out there. And it was not too long after that, that they announced it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I think people saw like, she's still an amazing player and she still has a lot to give. So uh, just, just another problem to solve for us. I suppose. <laughs> so do you, you, you may or may not even know this. What, what are the plans for the premier sevens? Um, is it going to be expanding, traveling to different cities, adding more rounds? Um, are you going to be back in that competition? What, what does the future look like in that department? I'm, um, yeah, I'm the worst person to ask about this. Uh, okay. Because I kind of like show up and play when it comes to that. But um, I do, I will be interested to see kind of what happens next year, just because this will be the first time it happens on an Olympic year. Mm -hmm. So you know, maybe that gives even more opportunity for people. I hadn't um, even thought of that. Yeah. I, I think it'll give a lot of guys and girls in America, like more opportunity. Cause there's going to be a lot of roster spots open, hopefully. Yeah. But. Uh, Sammy, you are amazing. This has been fantastic. I really, really appreciate your taking the time to chat today. Um, please tell us, like, what's next for you? You're you're training in San Diego right now, but when can fans like me and my son actually catch you in action next? Uh, and what's next for the USA Eagles? So I'll just say what's next for the USA Eagles, because hopefully I'll be involved in all of that. But <laughs> um, we do, we did actually, um, we were able to get funding to go to Fiji um, and we're basically having a friendlies tournament with Ooh. France, New Zealand and Australia at the end of September. Really? So, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Not sure about streaming stuff quite yet, if it'll be streamed or not, but that'll be a good opportunity for us because the following month will be the Pan American games. Um, so that'll be, I, I can't remember thinking Chile. Um, and then yeah, the HSBC World Series after that, getting started in Dubai. So lots of rugby. I, I never even asked, like, what was that like being with the uh, the HSBC Series for the first time and going to these incredible locations and just seeing the fans going nuts in the stands? Uh, was this a whole new world for you? Uh, yeah, and especially, you know, my, my debut was the World Cup, which was next level in and of itself being in South Africa. Um, but the first stop being in Dubai, I had never kind of been to that area of the world. Mm. It was, it was literally like another planet. Like they, they live crazy over there in Dubai. Like the cars were insane. The hotels were insane. Um, and that stadium was just electric. It was like a party all weekend. And of course, we didn't get to enjoy it because we're like walking 
through the huge crowd like getting to the stadium from the locker room trying to get serious and there's people <laughs> in costumes and glitter all over their face like most of them very heavily intoxicated and you're trying to like stay focused but yeah it was it's definitely it definitely took some getting used to um but it was awesome well, if there's no uh, streaming service that sets itself up for the, this series of friendlies in Fiji, can you just put your phone in a corner and just kind of point it at the field and then just send me those files later? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll, maybe I'll go live on Instagram or something, just set it up on the bench. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would but... actually pay for that. <laughs> uh, Sammy Sullivan, you are amazing. I'm a big fan. It's so much fun to watch you. I'm so glad to have you representing our USA Eagles. It's It's been a real treat, and I can't wait to see you back in action. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the Scrum of the Earth today. Um, anything else you wanted to say before I let you go? Uh, no, just thanks for talking to me, David. Thanks for reaching out, and this has been super fun. Um, I really appreciate all the love and support I've been getting from fans um, this past year, and I'm just ready to make America proud once again this year, um, hopefully going to the Olympics. So thanks, David. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Give, uh, give Bailey a big hug for me. Oh, will do. <laughs> Thank you again, Sammy. Cheers and be well. Cheers. You too. Thank you.